0: Welcome to Working for Women, the Independent Women's Forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Carrie Lucas. I'm president of the Independent Women's Forum. And today I'm here with Julie Gunlock, IWF senior fellow. And we are going to be talking about a a recent event. Um, Schools had a big gun protest where kids marched out and, and took off time from school to protest a recent gun shooting. And Julie's gonna tell us a little bit more about it. Julie, thanks so much for being with me. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Great, can you give us just a little background of, of, um, yeah. kind of what inspired the recent mar- um, march out and, and what exactly it was? Sure, so this
0: was uh, the National School Walkout. It was actually organized by the Women's March, the same people who organized the Women's March right after President Trump was elected. So the same folks were behind it, um, and uh, it was in reaction to the shooting in Parkland, Florida, where Nicholas Cruz um, killed um, 17 people at um, the high school there. Um, and so this, again, you know, was a a walkout for gun control. If you went to the National School Walkouts website it said that they were encouraging congress to pass aggressive and more restrictive gun control legislation so um again the organizers um you know they are they are a very um well-developed network of community organizers and obviously organizations like moms demand action and every town which are anti-gun organizations were also promoting this and um and there you had it you had last week last wednesday a national walkout. Kids were encouraged to get up and walk out of school and stand in the parking lot, on the playground, wherever in a you know the grassy area in the front of the school, wherever their school had designated to meet. And some schools were not participating in this, um, and uh, and many did. I mean, actually, I will. T- I think it's really important to keep in mind here because I have been very agitated about this myself, and because my school, and we can we can talk about that. My school. Did didn't just participate or didn't just encourage kids to participate. They actually coordinated um, with, I think, the national organizers, but also some very active moms in the community um, to create special accommodations. So, but I think it is important. And you know, I, I sort of write a lot on like everyone, calm down. It's not as bad as as it seems, um, a very, actually, very small percentage of schools participated, students participated in this. It seemed like, and certainly the organizers are going to make this seem like every single child walked out of school. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was m- mostly on the coast, mostly in liberal communities. Um, and, and, again, we can talk about yeah. that more. But that's kind of the broad overview.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it is interesting. It's important for parents to, to, I think, have a sense that this was a um, – a march specifically for gun control when um, my oldest daughter, who's in middle school, uh, started hearing about this. There was a lot of, of sense. She was like, oh, it's just I think it's it's just to um, to memorialize the loss of 17 lives. Right. Um, right. We're just going to it's like a, almost like a moment of prayer, in which case she was thinking about taking part in yeah. it. And then I said, no, no, it's really, I don't think it's, that, it, it's about that. Um, and then it was interesting when she, by the time she came home and this actually happened, she said, oh, you know, it definitely wasn't a moment of prayer that, um, uh, that a lot of kids, you know, her school, I didn't think, you know, I thought they handled it fine. They, they let kids walk right. out. But I don't feel like they, they pushed it. But she said there was a lot of goofing around and just, um, you know, people going out and uh, hooting and hollering type of <laughs> type of stuff that, um, also, that seventh graders will do. But yeah, but certainly well, you the also parents under problem- the impression also- it was a memorial.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, you probably also said our family friend, Julie Gunlock will be very angry at you if you participate in that. So um, yeah, I would have had to like drive over, take her out to lunch, have a conversation about this. This is what I think is really important. And and what I wrote my piece in The Federalist about was, look, people were being misinformed. I spoke to two, two parents who let their children participate in my school's walkout. And I said, do you guys know that this was organized by the National School Walkout? And what the mission statement was, and they said no, they had no idea. They said that they were told that it was just a memorial for the seventeen victims. My own school principal in Alexandria told me that too, and when I pointed this out to him. He just kind of shrugged and said, well, that's what we're, now, now I think people need to understand there is a reason, there is a reason it was built this way. Because think about it, if you're, if you're a mom and you're not really, inter- you know, sort of political or interested in this and you don't really, you know, get into the whole policy debate about gun rights and all this stuff, uh, you know, when when someone says it's just a memorial for the 17 victims of Parkland, well, of course, of course, you're going to say, yeah. well, yes, my child can participate. And what these organizations, like Everytown and and the National National Walkout Organization that organized this, what they wanted was huge numbers, because you know, if if they have huge numbers of kids walking out, well, then it looks like it it can actually. That can actually move politicians and move policymakers to say, wow, maybe, you know, maybe this really is a, an important issue. But if you tell them the truth, if this walkout was to support very restrictive gun, gun laws, most parents would say, you know, I don't want my kid involved in that, right? So they kept yeah, it from exactly. the public. And, you know, the other yeah. thing that I think was so, was so frustrating to me is in my, my school, um, it alerted parents that this would happen and you know they tried really hard they did this kind of you know we neither support nor discourage okay so they're they're, they're giving this like please keep us out of this right please keep us out of this okay well you know this, the, and then then you hear these parents saying I'm so proud of my child you know they're so brave to, to walk out of class I'm like they're not brave because there's absolutely no consequences this was welcomed you were allowed to get up out of your desk and walk out of school now on any other day that's called cutting in class and that usually comes with yeah. consequences like detention or suspension okay but this wasn't and if we're really going to teach kids because this is the other irritating thing is I saw a lot of parents talking about oh this is civil disobedience right it is not civil disobedience when it comes with no consequences when you think about what Martin Luther King did and the marchers at Selma they took incredible incredible risks. now I'm not asking for kids to like you know risk being, you know, assaulted or, you know, meet a fire hose. But I think that, you know, you teach children that if you have to sit in detention for an hour or you get a suspension, well, then that's actually, but you believe in something so much that you're willing to take the consequences. That, make, that makes it meaningful. This sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to stand up and walk out. It is a hollow gesture. It means nothing. And so, and the other thing we've taught these kids is that they're going, every time they object to something, Right, like a a speaker, like Christina Hoff Sommers or Charles Murray or whoever coming to their their campus, and they're they're going to expect the sort of administrators to support them if they object, because that's what they've gotten through this walkout. They got nothing but like pat on the back and good job, and yeah, we're not going to have any consequences for this. So I think this also really speaks to the problem we have on college campuses now. We're starting them early. I mean, in my my kids, it was in elementary school. So we're going to see this kind yeah. of like they're going to be shocked when they go to college and maybe aren't supported um, in, you know, in their protesting different policy issues.
1: Yeah. You know, I I think one of the other things that's, that's kind of frustrating and um, when you think about the messages that kids are taking, it's not just You're, I think you're totally right. This idea that there was something brave about it. I think frankly it was, it was often a lot more brave to sit to stay in class than to to not fall into this, which was clearly like the cool kid thing to do, but um, yeah. Uh, but also, I think it's it's really, um, you know, when you think about the, the terrible events of what happened in Parkland, and obviously everybody, you know, it doesn't matter if you're pro-Second pro Amendment or pro-whatever. We all agree that obviously it's, it's a hideous right. and horrific event when somebody comes and shoots up a school, and we wish we could figure out better policies to make this less likely and to prevent things like this. But one of the things that's frustrating is it does kind of give kids the sense that, oh, if only those guys would pass a law, like, why aren't they passing a law? Because then this would all go away. Well, we all know that, you know, you can be whether you're for or against more restrictive gun gun um, uh, gun laws, you have to recognize that this isn't as easy as a snap of the fingers and all gun violence is going to going to go away. Because obviously, you know, yes, this um, this kid in Parkland who shot up Parkland obtained his gun legally, but there should have been a whole lot of a whole lot went wrong that ought to have been able to prevent this this terrible event from happening. Can you speak a little bit about that, Julie? Because I think there, ought, or there has been kind of lost in the story about, like, you know, why you know, the failures of the police to kind of report him and the the, the things that yeah. should have been triggered that would have prevented him from getting a gun.
0: Yeah, you know, it's what's been so frustrating is I haven't heard anybody in this community really talking about the failures of Broward. We now up to 78 um, contacts reports to the Broward County Sheriff's Office about Nicholas Cruz. And those reports were phone calls, verbal communications, and also the police actually going to Nicholas Cruz's um, house to check on him and his brother uh, because of these reports. You had social workers making multiple calls because of concerns about his mental health and actual threats of violence. Um, You had... Two tips, two credible tips to the FBI. Um, none of these things were, were, in, were put into the NICS, which is this um, – it, it, it's, a, it's a system, it's a computer system where background checks you put you, – basically, if you want to go in and buy a gun, you have to – your application has to be run through the NICS. And that is supposed to catch – if you're a felon, if you've been convicted of spousal abuse – if you're a drug user, if uh, you you have, you know, a drunk driving conviction, all of these things that show that you're not a really reliable person to handle a gun. And certainly, you know, Nicholas Cruz, I mean he committed felonies. He committed felonies, and yeah. they didn't act on them. They didn't charge him. And more importantly, but you can still put things in the NICs that are things like, you know, uh, you know, reports of, of, of threats. You can put this stuff in there and all of that would have triggered. None of that was put in. I mean, there is now a, there is now a news report that came out just last week that the school was actually having conversations and meetings about committing him um, involuntary committal of this kid because he was so scary. And so what frustrates me is I don't see anybody. I live in Alexandria, Virginia. I don't see anybody. And from the, from like my school superintendent and my mayor Talking about, has anyone met with the FBI field office? Has anyone met with the sheriff's office to figure out this? Is the other thing, the, the Broward County Sheriff's Office, when Nicholas Cruz was in there murdering those kids, they stood down. They didn't go. They didn't go charging in and try to try to. Yeah shoot back at this guy. No, they didn't, they didn't try to confront him. They stood down. You had, you had, a, you had a, a safety officer in that school who cowered in a stairwell. So our, is my school, you know, everybody oh, stands out there and they're so proud. You know, I overheard two parents uh, just the other day talking about how they were so proud that their children got on the front cover of the local newspaper. Because ultimately, this is sort of what this is about, right? It's about being able to put on Facebook yeah. that your child really cares, is be able to, you know, send out this messages that we care, but really not really you know um accomplishing any changes if they if these parents look i I know these parents care and they feel bad and they want to do something then meet with your local officials your sheriff's office the fbi field all these people will take meetings meet with your school your school superintendent and say hey how 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 much training has the school safety officer gotten um it's so it's hard to watch it's frustrating and again yeah, you know, all of this, all of this big show, uh, was, you know, again, uh, it didn't, it, it's never going to,
1: it's not going to accomplish anything. Yeah. You know, and, it is, and then I feel like, yeah, that's one of the, the big things that it seems that, that after each of these school shootings, um, it becomes such a political football. Um, and then each time I feel like, you know, again, regardless of, you know, we can debate with the, the what restrictions exist on, on uh, the ability to, to buy guns and, you know, if those ought to be strengthened or not, um, but, you know, the kind of the toothpaste out of the tube, there's you know, guns are all are, um, you know, there's a lot of people who already have guns in America. So obviously, gun laws are not the only thing that, that kind of right. a solution to these school shootings. So we've got to think about what policies will make kids um, kids safer. And it sure doesn't seem like like that's the, the real mission when it came to, to these recent events.
0: That's right. That's right. That's a good point, Carrie. And I just I think, um, you know, there's just been so many failures across the board. The last thing I will say is um At my school, the day of, there is some video online. I pulled my kids out of school that day. I did not want them to see it or to be a part of that. And, you know, you mentioned that it's really braver to sit in your seat when they're billing this as a memorial to 17 students and your child continues to sit there because he knows the real reason. And um, that's terrible pressure. And I didn't want my children to have to deal with that. So I pulled them out. But there is video. And it was pretty pretty remarkable what happened um, at my little school these uh, they I think they have estimates of 50 to 60 kids walked out now we have a significant um, school population so that's actually not that much but they came out that the parents actually had some parents had made signs and handed them signs I talked to two parents they didn't even know their kids were going to be handed a sign um, yeah. and you know the signs all said that that's enough you know 17 is too many all these but it was I it was clearly adult handwriting And then they laid down on the ground to sort of, I guess, mimic um, the deaths of these 17 kids. It was really gruesome. And it was, they, and the parents all surrounded these kids and were watching them. And there were tears. The mayor was there. There was press there. It was this big show. And to make these kids do this, sort of imitate this, honestly, it was, it was really, um, it was pretty upsetting to me. I, I don't. I don't really understand why parents would allow their children to be a part of that. So it wasn't just a matter of the real issues to make schools safer isn't being discussed and meetings aren't being held with the people who actually can make changes. It's, the show was, was really, I think, disturbing. And, it's, and it was, I think, using these children to push a political message and using them in a way that I think as parents was totally irresponsible.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I think it's really is important for parents to have a better sense of this so that for next time, we can all be a, a little more prepared about what our kids are, um, what messages our kids are getting in the school, because a lot of us might not have known known this. Um, you know, Thank you out there for listening. Um, and for more information like this, please come visit us at iwf.org, where all issues are women's issues.
0: If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or... Stop by IWF.org for
1: similar content.